Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. I am your lovely host, Jacob DeLawrence. And hey, it's a special week. We're getting two episodes this week. That's right. We got another episode for you this week of the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Like I said, this is a special episode. It's episode number two this week. And I know that this is just our second week with each other here. And you're used to getting that one episode a week where we break down the big game of the week. Then we take a little look forward, hit a little high note here, talk a little polls and everything. But I said in the very first episode that this podcast is going to be any and everything UConn women's basketball related. And I meant that. So sure enough, some news broke. That head coach, Gino Auriemma, would be go undergoing a minor procedure on Wednesday, December 18th, which is today as I'm recording this. Coach Auriemma underwent the procedure earlier on in the day. As of right now, from all reports that I've seen, everything went as planned. And that right now, we're just waiting on a word of for exactly how long Coach Auriemma will be out, if he will be out at all. The minor procedure was in regards to Coach Auriemma having... To alleviate some symptoms from diverticulosis, I would just believe I butchered that word, but we're going to roll with it. Nonetheless, whatever, or I'm sorry, however that word is properly pronounced, it essentially breaks down to there being an inflammation or an infection in one's intestines. Most notably, if you think about that, if it sounds familiar to you, it's because Brock Lesnar, current WWE superstar, former UFC fighter, former NFL lineman with the Minnesota Vikings. He suffered a bout of it, and it essentially ended his UFC career and was a very severe bout and almost cost Brock Lesnar his life. So if that sounds familiar to a lot of you sports fans, that is the reason why. And again, like I said, it's just described as a very minor procedure to alleviate some symptoms. Gino stated before the procedure that he was going to listen to his doctors and make a decision based upon their advice. And as of right now, if Coach Oriema is not available to go this week against Oklahoma on Sunday, then Chris Daly will be leading the way. And for those that might not be familiar with Coach Daly, but the name sounds slightly familiar, it's real simple. Coach Daly has been with Geno since the beginning. They came into Connecticut in 1985 together. Daly is known as the master recruiter at UConn, that she's the coordinator of it, that she's a very key part of it. Many people in the women's basketball world have often wondered why Coach Daly has not gone on to lead a program herself. And that is a question that we all have to ask Coach Daly one day. And hopefully, who knows, maybe we'll be able to do it right here on the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. So y'all go ahead, just let them, everybody know at UConn, hey, Coach Daly, you got to come on the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. Let us know why you never decided, why you decided to not leave stores, why you've spent the past 30 plus years in stores with Coach Oriama. 
And during those 34 seasons that they've been there together, they've won 11 national titles and 47 conference titles. They have literally turned Connecticut from a program that only had one winning season prior to Coach Oriema arriving into the most dominant women's basketball program arguably of all time, a program that has produced 20 Final Four appearances, six perfect seasons, a 100-game win, win streak, countless All-Americans, and everything else. Daly was an assistant from 1985 to 1986. She's been the associate head coach ever since, I'm sorry, 1985 to 1988. She's been the associate head coach ever since 1988. She's a basketball Hall of Famer. She was inducted in the class of 2018. She's one of the first assistant coaches to go into the Hall of Fame. So that right there tells you, hey, this woman knows basketball. She is really good at what she does. She's in the Connecticut Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. She's won countless awards. A few other things. So, hey, she has the credentials. And like I said, she has taken over the helm for Gino before. Matter of fact, if she takes over this Sunday against Oklahoma, this will be her fifth time leading the Lady Huskies. She did it first in 1989 in which she led UConn to the Big East Tournament title, the program's first, because Oriana was... Coach Oriema was out due to suspension. She did it again in 1997 while Coach was grieving with the loss of his father. And then she's also filled in for two regular season games against Wichita State and Tulsa. So, hey, not an old record. She's won two Big East tournaments. You can argue that, oh, the competition isn't that great. Doesn't matter. It's two Big East tournaments. It is simply win and go home. Win or go home. To be able to lead a team in that kind of situation, that pressure cooker of an environment, during in which 1997, Big East was pretty solid. It's not the Big East that a lot of people know now. You had the programs such as Syracuse. You had the big names. You had Georgetown. While, yes, those names for men's basketball may evoke a lot of classic memories, it's still just as competitive on the women's side. And it's still no laughing matter, no nothing just to cough at and be like, uh, all right, cool. You won a Big East tournament. Doesn't matter. Winning any conference tournament is an impressive feat in of itself. Because like I said, all it takes is one night to be off and it's over for you. It is a tune-up for March Madness. So if you can go into your conference tournament playing either your best ball or very near it, then that usually bodes well for most teams come March Madness. So for Coach Daly to step in and guide the team and be the captain of the ship and lead things for them through those tournaments, that shows you that UConn, the Lady Huskies, if Chino ever steps away, they're in good hands. Which brings me to the point of right now. As of now, like I said, nobody knows if Coach Oriyama is going to coach yet. It hasn't been announced. He did say, like I said earlier, that he would listen to his doctors. The safe bet is that Gino will likely miss this game. Will this potentially make things a little more interesting on the game? Likely. Does it set up as if it's a trap game? Not at all, because while the Huskies avoided the trap that was to the game against DePaul, this against Oklahoma, who is currently 6-4, this is less of a trap game. If UConn was to lose, then it would be more of a they just had a bad night, or they just slipped up. This isn't one of those we're coming off a high of emotion and we're overlooking an opponent 
it's not a classic trap. This is more so just a combination of a perfect storm. We're going in here. We're feeling good. We're undefeated right now. We're number two in the country. All right. We just handled DePaul. And I use that term loosely because if you listen to the last episode, the trap that almost worked, a.k.a. the DePaul game, you'll hear why I break down that Huskies have to do a better job of taking care of the ball. They had roughly 21 turnovers off the top of my head. For a team that averages 12 to 13 a game, those extra eight or so, that's really not conducive to winning basketball. Because, again, if you look at that box score, I believe it was a 10-point win, and you're sitting there looking at like, oh, 10 points? All right, it looks like UConn handled business. UConn was up by as many as 26 at one point, and DePaul cut it down to four with roughly seven minutes left in the game. So for Connecticut to pull off a 10-point win, like I said, it was a trap game. They almost fell into the trap. They were turnover heavy. DePaul got hot. There's a lot of things that almost went right for DePaul. However, the Lady Huskies did win. That is a game that you will take a lesson from, and you will learn, and you will grow. And now the interesting factor or caveat or unexpected wrench into the plan is now Coach Oriama's absence. Well, scheduled planned absence that is going to be this game against Oklahoma. Because if Geno's not there, a lot of these players are used to hearing Geno's voice on game day. While you will hear Coach Daly at practice as an assistant, as the associate head coach, head coach, you will hear her, you will hear her voice. It becomes different when you go from, I'm just a secondary voice on the bench where I'm sitting here talking to players on the bench and I'm helping everybody out that's on the sideline with me. And I might be yelling something at a player in the game like, hey, watch with the screen or hey, 22's coming with a pin down. Hey, she's hooking you. Be ready for the hook. You know her move by now. I might be yelling something like that. It is a completely different story. When you go from that assistant's chair to the coach's chair, anybody that has played basketball or coached basketball understands that it's just completely different for whatever reason. You have to make all the decisions. And while Coach Daly and Coach Oriyama have been together for 34 years, there's still going to be a difference in the voice because Coach Daly may not emphasize, I'm sorry, some of the same things that Coach Oriyama does and vice versa. Things that Gino may just let go that won't make him come out of his suit jacket, Coach Daly may be screaming hot at. You may get a timeout if you decide to turn the ball over carelessly or if you get a little bit of a press and somebody breaks a press and they go score a bucket you know she might call a timeout where Gino would be like okay whatever that's fine you know go get it back so these are things that you have to watch when you watch the game against Oklahoma and again all this is under the assumption that Gino will not be ready to go which is going to be the safe bet because having a minor procedure like this where you are relieving and alleviating I'm sorry symptoms from a very personal invasive because again it's in your intestines so it's a very inside surgery it is your body it is conducive to how you function in a daily role and the reports have said that he'll just have a short hospital stay it'll be a quick recovery it's a minor surgery but it's not the same as having a minor surgery and saying oh, I'm just getting my knee scoped. I just got to clean off some stuff off of my knee or something on my hand or something of that nature. This is dealing with your organs. It allows for more room 
where something could go wrong. Not wishing that upon coach at all. I'm just sitting here stating this at the fact that you have to look at this as where it is different from a knee, an ankle, a finger, a hand. You got to do check a bone here. It is different from where you go from bones and muscles and tissue where you actually go into internal organs. Leaves more, it gives you a higher margin. I'm sorry, it lessens the margin of error and gives you a higher margin there, something potentially going wrong. However, none of us are wishing that. We are hoping and expecting a quick recovery for Coach. So that way, we can get past the Oklahoma game. We can go into the new year. Coach can take that time. They have no game scheduled at Oklahoma until the first part of next year where Coach can take that time, rest up over the holidays, still conduct practice and everything else, and be prepared because, like I've said, you start that new year relatively hot because you have Baylor, you have Tennessee, I believe you have Oregon after Tennessee. You may have Stanford right in there. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. But you start off with a murderous row because, as a matter of fact, speaking of Baylor, their point guard just set a record for most three-point three pointers in a game today with 14. So if you think Baylor is a slouch, Baylor is hot right now. They are a top five team. They are ready. They are coming. They are rolling along like they're supposed to. While there's no Brittany Griner on this, Baylor, this is still a well-oiled, put-together team. It's nothing to slouch out. Like I said, they are a top-five team for a reason. When you have players setting a record number of threes in a game at this high of a level, that tells you everything that you need to know. There's no cakewalk. So, like I said in the last episode about the DePaul game, Connecticut has to do a better job of protecting the ball because if you turn it over 21, 22 times against Baylor, I'm not saying you're going to lose the game, but I'm also going to tell you it's going to be a lot more difficult than as if you turned the ball over 22 times against DePaul. That is no disrespect to DePaul. However, Baylor is just that much higher of a caliber of opponent. Because again, Baylor's the top five, top 10 team. DePaul was number 16. Baylor was a favorite going into this year to win the national title with every right and rhyme and reason to put them as one of the favorites right there next to Connecticut, right there next to Oregon. So you have to play a better game against a higher caliber of an opponent. It's the simple facts of life. The lower your quality of opponent, the more you can allow yourself to make mistakes. You don't want to make those mistakes because those mistakes can form habits and they can carry on and bleed through. So for a game like Baylor... Hopefully Connecticut's not looking past Oklahoma and past the matchup after Oklahoma before Baylor and find themselves in a situation where you lose to a team that is 6-4 like Oklahoma that you should be able to handle because you're sitting here focused on Baylor or because you're sitting here like, oh, well, we don't have Geno. Neither one of those games, neither one of those reasons is valid excuse to lose a game to a team that you should handle by 10, 15 points at minimum. And like I said, like I said on the last episode, at some point, there's going to be a hiccup for Connecticut. It might not be a hiccup that results in a loss, but this is a team that is replacing a lot of points, a lot of experience, and a lot of trusted and valued leadership. So while the likes of Megan Walker, Nelson, they have all shown up for the most part this year and produced, you still have them coming into these new roles, getting used to them. 
So you're having to grow on the fly. You're having to grow quick. So you have to use this time with Oklahoma, with Coach Daly running the game, potentially as a moment to, hey, this is just another thing for us to grow from. This is something else to get us motivated, to help us become better, to reach our ultimate goal, which is the national title, which is cutting down those nets in March and ending this three-year drought that I will continue to harp on because three years without a national championship is a very long time in Husky land. If you go to stores and if you ask somebody if we're going through a drought right now for women's basketball, they will tell you yes. And that is probably driving them up a wall because they don't know what to do with this. So, there we go. This That's the episode for this week. Just something quick for you just to let you know that Coach Gino underwent a minor procedure to alleviate some symptoms. And that potentially Coach Daly will be taking over. Hey, Huskies are in good hands. Like I said, she's 9-0. She has experience. She's won a couple of biggies tournaments. She just took over last year for two games in which she beat Tulsa and Wichita State. So, as of now, Coach Gino is down. He is not out. He will be returning to the sidelines probably by the first of the year. There's almost, unless there's no complications, he will definitely be backed by Baylor at the very latest. But until then, we're in good hands with Coach Daly. She's been there since the beginning, 34 years. They're one and two. They've been riding together. The Huskies should not miss a beat. But if they do, best believe I will be here next week to let you know. Because this is the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Jacob DeLawrence. And before I get out of here, I just want to remind you all that you can like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We are available on all major podcast networks. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. You can also go to Believe.com, click on Shows, scroll down to that search bar. Just type in Believe UConn. And you can just listen to the podcast right there from the page. You can also hit the news feed button so that way it'll go to your news feed. It'll go to your preferred podcast method automatically, pop, pop you right up to the show page. You hit that subscribe button. You can go ahead and scroll down a little bit further. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to pull my phone out. Here we go, guys. I got an iPhone right in front of me. My phone is out. I'm going to Apple Podcasts. I'm going to tap that search button. And I'm searching Yukon. Matter of fact, hold on. Believe. B-L-E-A-V-N-I-N, UConn, U-C-O-N-N, and women's basketball, W-B-B. All you really need to just type in is Believe in UConn. It'll pop it up right there. We got the nice UConn blue background. We have the Husky logo right on top of the basketball. You got the Believe logo up top. You right below UConn women's basketball. My beautiful name, Jacob Lawrence, down there. All you got to do is tap. You'll see the little information right there. You see the average rating. You'll also see right underneath Believe Podcast Network. It'll tell you to subscribe. Go ahead and hit that button right there for me. Subscribe so that way when this audio dope is fresh and hot out the oven and is uploaded and ready for you, you won't miss a beat. It'll automatically come to your phone, your iPad, your MacBook, whatever device, your tablet. However you manage to subscribe to it, it will automatically come to you. And you can go ahead and hit that download button if you want to just download right to your phone. Or you could just hit play and stream the episode and listen. And then go tell your co-worker two cubicles over like, hey, you really got to check this podcast out. And while you're checking out this podcast, you need to go check out some of the other podcasts on the Believe Podcast Network. Because today was National Signing Day, the early signing day period. 
And it's a great time to go get familiar with all the college football podcasts we have on the Believe Podcast Network. For example, we got FSU, UCLA, USC, just to name a few, Arizona, just to name a few. We have more. Go check it out. Just go to Believe.com. Click on shows like I just told you. That search bar. Go ahead. Search in that. Go search for your favorite team or just search college football. You get everything. You get some of our betting podcasts. Or if you want to know more about these high school kids that just signed to your team that you're hoping will make an impact in the near future or the immediate future, depending upon what position or just how good they are, you can check out some of our prep sports podcasts. We got one for Alabama, Arizona, California. Go look. Get familiar. This is the Believe Podcast Network. We're the number one podcast network for professionals for a reason. Because we are just that good. We are dedicated to our crafts. That it goes from me here at the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast to Chris Sharp at the Believe in FSU Podcast. All the way across the board to any and everybody that is a host at Believe, the Believe in Auburn Podcast with Jason Campbell. That's right, that Jason Campbell that led Auburn to that undefeated season in which they should have been in a national title game. Yes, that that man. Yep. We got them all here. We have former players. We are dedicated here. We are number one for a reason. And like I said, my name is Jacob DeLawrence. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at underscore JDella. If you got any questions or anything for the show, use the hashtag BelieveUConn. That is hashtag B-L-E-A-V-U-C-O-N-N. And also, while you're at it, go ahead and give Believe a follow as well, at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. Until next week, just remember, we're UConn, you're not, sorry, not sorry, we're going for 12 national championships, Believe Believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.